Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. First off, I appreciate the feedback that I got from last week's episode where I talked about the coronavirus and it's still all over the place. Just trying to find an article to talk about and one that uh, caught my attention was pretty difficult because everything seemed to have some sort of twist on the coronavirus and I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm aware of the irony. I'm literally talking about the very same thing that I'm sick and tired of hearing about. So here I am telling you about it when you you very well may be sick and tired of it. But like you said, I did find something that I found uh, very solid. I found it very motivating. I, I agree with the, the vast majority of it. And even if I didn't agree with it, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. And you know, there, there's several strategies out there when it comes to making money and building wealth and all that. And this person, or I should say this couple actually, has done very well. So their results speak for themselves. And uh, who am I to you know, knock somebody off a path uh, when the path is, is working for them? So from CNBC Make It, I guess you probably already kind of connected the dots here on who these people are based on, I, I have a good idea of what I'm gonna title this episode. But from CNBC Make It, like I said, 38-year-old retiree, 38 years old and retired. That's pretty good, That's that's some good stuff. America, stop wasting your money on these seven things if you want to retire early. Once again, I get it if somebody doesn't really have much of a track record or if they don't really have any proof that of anything, then it's one thing to be like, okay, I, I really don't need to be lectured by you to tell me what I need to stop spending my money on. But like I said, in this situation, they have a pretty good track record. They're 38 years old and retired. So to me, it's worth at least listening to. As I've said time and time again on the show, just because somebody is maybe, you know, where you're at or in many situations, you know, whenever one of these billionaires talk, you know, Warren Buffett, for example, just because they say something doesn't mean you blindly follow, but it's at least a logical and rational thought to have. You know, I, I should probably at least listen to them. That would be a wise move. That would be kind of prudent on my part to not blindly follow, but listen. So that's what I'm throwing out here. I'm not saying you have to blindly follow. I'm just saying, you know what? Somebody that's 38 years old and retired, probably worth listening to. So picking up with the article, in 2016, I quit my six-figure job in software development and retired early at 35. So that this person actually retired at 35. My wife, Courtney, who was 31 at the time, joined me in early retirement a year later. That's awesome, that's good stuff. I mean, I'm, how old am I? I think I'm 36. I was born in 1983. I'm either 35 or 30. I think I'm 36. Regardless, though, that'd be cool to right now be retired. I mean, in my mind, I kind of am retired. I mean, think about, I'm sitting here doing a podcast, just talking about, I mean, this is good stuff. But technically speaking, I, I guess I'm not retired. But getting there wasn't easy. We always contributed the annual limit to our retirement saving plans and invested tons of money in the stock market. In fact, Courtney's entire salary went straight into our investment portfolio. But much of our success had to do with cutting back on spending. It was hard at first because like the masses, I was never the thrifty type. Once I dropped my bad spending habits, however, our retirement savings began to skyrocket. And that in of itself, if you can just take away one thing from this entire episode, and I will fully back up this couple, that is true. And nothing new to the podcast, nothing revolutionary here, just in kind of in terms of numbers as a whole. We learn about these topics, you know, in elementary school. 
But if you don't spend money on certain things, right? Benjamin Franklin, one of the best quotes ever, a penny saved is a penny earned. So if you're not spending money on things, well, that's the equivalent of earning it. So when you all of a sudden stop spending money on stuff, you are earning more money. And this, to their point, when you earn more money, when you have more money just sitting there, guess what? You can begin to do really good stuff with it. In this case, they started to just invest it that much more. But I love how they say when they dropped the bad spending habits, their retirement savings began to skyrocket, which makes really good sense. If you already have money coming in and then you just stop spending money on the, you know, the things that don't matter, the, in their words, the bad spending habits, well, yeah, of course, mathematically speaking, this is not calculus here. The money is going to just all of a sudden pile up that much quicker. Continue with the article here, and then this is just under a, a subtitle of Why Americans Struggle to Save for Retirement. A 29 report teen, 2019 report from Ladder, a life insurance company, found that the average adult spends $14.97 per month on non-essentials. Wow, that's $18,000 per year on non-essentials. That's, oh, <laughs> the next sentence. That's roughly $18,000 a year on things we can do without, which is baffling considering how 78% of full-time American workers are living paycheck to paycheck. I agree, I'm not sure baffling is the a strong enough word for that situation. I mean, the numbers really don't add up. You have all these people living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, but then you have people that are spending, like I said, basically $1,500 on non-essential items. Now, of, of course, this is not matching up perfectly, but just generally speaking, I, I'm thinking a lot of these people that, oh, I can't get ahead, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Well, I don't, is, is a possibility that you're living paycheck to paycheck because you're spending stuff on stuff you don't actually need? Oh, I, I, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have any money to set, up, set aside to invest for my retirements. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to get ahead. Okay, now, yes, there's always situations. You can always pluck data points in, in, any, in any argument's direction. But at, at, at the core, just as a whole, I mean, can we at least agree that there's probably a little bit of, huh, are you sure you can't get ahead? Because statistics out there, these surveys out there are suggesting that maybe you're spending some of that money on things that uh, you could have put into investments, things that you could have saved. The best would probably be, you know, the people that sit there as they're smoking their cigarette, drinking their Starbucks coffee. They got, you know, Disney Plus on one TV in the background, Netflix on the other TV. They got three dogs running around. And I, I like dogs, but are they an essential? And that's probably some people like, yes, absolutely, Clay. But, you know, they have all these things and they're complaining they can't get ahead. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure that's accurate, but that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. So, like I said, the habits that this person says got to get rid of. Number one, eating out. According to a 2019 survey of more than 2,000 Americans, 69% said they wasted money dining out. And I get it. It's nice to get out of the house and have someone else cook for you. But the experience isn't cheap. On average, Courtney and I used to spend a combined $750 per month on eating out. Yes, delivery and drinks count. That's crazy. That's crazy. That adds up to, as they're saying, $9,000 per year. Now, to this person's point, they say they still treat themselves. And 
So I, I'm not one of these people that is, um, I believe you got to have some fun. I believe you got to keep yourself sane. And in my mind, the quickest way to go insane, the quickest way to fall out of any sort of, you know, wealth building strategy and just getting your, your personal finances, you know, paying off debt is to just say, nope, I'm never having fun again. I'm never having fun until this is, I mean, no, you, you can have some fun, but a very, very quick way. It's just how often are you eating out? Or a very, a very sneaky one is when it comes to lunches. Are, are you just going out to lunch every day or are you, are you packing your lunch? I mean, that's one where I would say, and I would definitely agree with number one, yeah, be careful. I mean, what, what is your food habits there? Because that can add up quite a bit. There is great, great, ah, when it comes to, yeah, I don't have to cook anything. I don't have to do any dishes. It's like the, the, the plate just disappears from in front of me. And the, the, again, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. In fact, I would, uh, I, I would argue, I would debate that you know any husband that's got a, a wife, or I mean, I guess it can go either direction, but in my situation, that's more so where I'm talking about things from. As, uh, as a father of four kids, the oldest being seven, and my wife being a stay-at-home uh, mom, uh, the one job I could never do. I love my kids so much, they're fantastic, but if I had to spend all hours of the day with them, I would drive myself. I, I, I would probably be, it just, it wouldn't turn out well, okay? So for all of you stay-at-home parents out there, that I nothing but respect. That is one job <laughs> that would probably get me thrown into jail, okay? But I would argue that, you know what? As a stay-at-home parent, when they're always cooking and they're always having to clean up the dishes and having to do this, that, and the other, yeah, having, just going out, that's, that's, I mean, to me, that's not even a cost at that point. That's just an investment into that person's mental well-being. So to, to take my wife out and as I talk out loud, I could probably do much better at this and I need to do much better at this. So I'm going to call myself out right now. Uh, but you know what? It's an investment into that person's health just to get them away. You know, hey, you know what? Don't worry about dishes. Don't worry about cooking. So I am by no means one of these people that says, hey, you know what? You just can't do anything fun at all. No food out at all. All right, that would be a little dramatic. The next one will make my head explode. I could not agree with this anymore. Please stop it. If you are doing this, stop. It reveals many different issues here. Number two, phone upgrades. It's hard to ignore the hype every time there's a new smartphone from Apple, Google, or Samsung, but today's devices are so advanced that they can function for years without a problem. And while the updated features are nice, they aren't life-changing. In most cases, it only makes sense to get an upgrade if your current phone has major technical issues or stops working completely. But even then, taking it to a repair shop first can save you hundreds of dollars. Depending on your carrier, buying the newest model can cost you an extra $25 per month for financing or leasing or $600 or more to buy it outright. Phone, oh my goodness. Do I really need to say anything here? I'm sorry, but if you, th if you quote unquote need to have the newest phone, the newest model every time something comes out, then you need to don't go dunk your head in a thing of ice water. What do you mean you quote unquote need the phone? What do you need it for? 
You don't need it. And you better not want to be, be one of these people that is sitting there using that brand new phone that you don't actually need to be typing on Twitter or typing on social media or typing on your blog about, I can't get ahead in life. The system's rigged against me. Really? The system made you upgrade that phone? I don't want to hear it. And that that happens. There is zero doubt in anybody's mind that that happens. That some of the people that, oh, I can't get ahead, woe is me, and then you look at their phone and it's, if not the newest model, it's like one model old. And I'm going to pat myself on the back here, very much so. I have the iPhone, I don't even know what it is, 7? It's got a big crack in the screen, If I, can I tell? It's model, I'll read it off the back for you geeks out there. Model A1661. I don't know what that means. I suppose I could probably Google it right now. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and pause and Google it. There we go, found it. I have the iPhone 7. It's got a big crack across the screen. Uh, but you know what? I mean, it works, it texts, it surfs the internet, I can watch YouTube, I can check emails, I can post, I, I, it works. What do I need the iPhone, whatever? Now, <laughs> funny story here, and I'm patting my wife on the back here, but my wife, I think hers was like the iPhone I don't know what it was. It was old, and she just recently got the newest one. What's the newest one? iPhone 11 or something. But she went to the store, and she ended up calling me and saying, am I, am I being taken advantage of? What's going on? They want to charge me, I don't know, what, like $1,100. I don't know, so $1,100 for this new iPhone 11. What is going on? You know, the last phone I got, it was, you know, I, I, I bought it brand new, but I still bought like two models old. Uh, what? And I said, no, it's, it's crazy. I said, yeah, that's how much phones cost these days. Because the last time she went to get a phone was literally like five years ago. For me, I don't remember the last. I mean, when did the iPhone 7 come out? And, and like I said, I am going to pat myself on the back. Because you know what? I am doing just fine. <laughs> I, I might not sound like I'm doing just fine. But I assure you, I'm mentally okay. My life has gone on fine. I can manage a business. I can manage real estate. I can manage multiple streams of income. I can keep in touch with my wife. I can keep in touch. I, I, I'm doing just fine. And I have the iPhone 7. I assure you, you don't need the newest phone upgrade. I love the marketing. I mean, it's fantastic. You got to give Apple, all these companies, fantastic marketing. Fantastic. But I mean, don't let the marketing make you think that you need to have it. I mean, my phone, uh, the phone, and the, the, the worst is this. Well, the camera's better. Give me a break. My camera is just fine. And I assure you that 99.9% .9 of the population does not notice that, well, actually, that's got a higher resolution and pixel quality. Instead of 10 million pixels, there's now 11 million pixels. I mean, uh, the, the show producer, uh, Nate, he would probably be like, oh, well, I, well but he's a, he's, a, he's a total technical geek, okay? He's a geek and he just, he notices stuff like that. But he's not like 99% of the population. So don't let don't fall down the, the hole of wall. That one's got the best phone. So therefore, uh, yeah, that's what I no, please don't do that. All right. Don't fall into that trap. Number three, again, a huge one. And this is why I I I uh one of the things that really was uh, attractive to me towards my wife, clothing and apparel. 
The average American spends about $18.66 per year on clothing and apparel, according to the 2019 Go Banking Rates Report, which rounded up to 25 common expenses and used data from the U.S. Census Bureau and the National Retail Foundation. Listen, one, this ties into the whole, where are your priorities at? What are you really focused on? And I, I mean it like this, should you look nice for certain occasions? You absolutely should. I'm not saying that you show up for a job interview um, in, you know, holy jeans and, you know, just, uh, you know, a, a tank top that I'm, I'm not saying that, but if you think you need brand name stuff, if you think you need stuff, that's just, wow. Yup. I've heard of that. Therefore I've needed it. If, if this makes you, sh- ugh, if getting some clothes at Walmart, if getting some clothes at Goodwill or some sort of thrift shop, if that, oh, oh, I'm better than that. You got some issues. I will tell you that right now. You need to go look in the mirror. You have some mental issues. If you look down on people that are shopping at Walmart, that are shopping at thrift stores, that are shopping at a non-name brand stuff, you have, you really do have issues. You have self-esteem issues. You have issues down deep that somehow you think that you are better than somebody because you have those clothes, but they only have that clothes, that they're clothes, they're clothes. All Nike's gotta do is throw a, a little check, you know, their little swoosh sign on their shirt, and it could be the exact same shirt or something else without the whoosh sign, but now all of a sudden they can charge that much more. Good for Nike, well done to Nike. The power of branding. I'm not mad at Nike at all. Good for them. If they can get people to do that, that's fine. And I own Nike stuff, so I'm not but I'm saying don't think that you actually need that. Because remember, th- think back to the, the the survey, how much money people spend on stuff they think they need. I promise you that you don't need that, okay? And what I love about my wife, she loves to go thrift shopping. She's really good at sewing. And talk about a practical skill that I should probably learn how to do. But she's got it. So, so she'll find stuff and she'll make stuff. She'll get a dress and alter it for herself. And I mean, she she saves us so much money just because she likes it. And she uh, she she doesn't. She's just the way she was raised. She doesn't need that. She doesn't think that she needs that sort of stuff. I don't want her to have that sort of stuff. Uh, just because I look at it and I say, oh, I don't. I mean, and I mean. Like eating out, can you get yourself something nice every once in a while? Yeah, sure. I'm not saying that you can never go get some name brand thing. But do you really need that for every bit of item? Do you really need 8 million purses, five, you know, 500 pairs of shoes? You know, guys, you need like a, a super nice tie and cufflings and all this. I mean, like I said, I'm not opposed to having some nice stuff. But you can get nice stuff that's not name brand, but it's still nice. So, I mean, another one of those things. And then number four, lottery tickets. I'm not even gonna spend any time there. You know, all I'll say is, and I, I don't, I didn't come up with this slogan, but it's 100% true. Lottery tickets are the tax on people that can't do math, okay? That's all lottery tickets are. It's a tax on those that can't do math, okay? What a waste of money. Well, it's only $5. Okay, well, you know what? You literally should just go burn that $5 because, Mathematically speaking, you're not gonna win, okay? You're not gonna win, but I, I get it. The people that are gonna wanna play lottery tickets, that's a never ending argument, but all I say is you better not be out there 
screaming about how you can't get ahead as you spend money on lottery tickets. That's all my only request. Extended warranties. This is one where there is a little bit of disagreement here. Most cases, yes. Don't know. I don't want the warranty. No, I don't want the warranty. No, I don't want the warranty. I suppose in some situations, it might make sense. Uh, and you know, I can't really think of any necessarily off the top of my head. But the point here being that extended warranties, yeah, I'd say for the vast majority of times, no, you don't need them. You don't need them because think about it. It's a numbers game for them. They know, or else they wouldn't offer it. They know that odds are very, very high. Nothing's gonna happen. Well, what if it happens? Take the risk. Take the risk. Because in the vast, 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 statistically speaking amount of times, you'll be okay. You're not gonna need it. So just don't do extended warranties. I gotta, like I said, partially agree there. Cable TV, uh, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it exists, but in, in, in these people's situation, they still do the, uh, um, they, they're still paying for TV, but you know, with all the streaming services out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I agree. Streaming services, cable TV, is that something you need? No, you absolutely do not need TV. Well, I need it for the news. No, you don't. Pull up, pull up the internet. I, one thing I will agree that people probably need in this day and age is the internet. I think at this point, that is a necessity, the internet. Whether that be for a tablet or for a, a desktop computer or for your phone, which can be multiple models old, it'll still surf the internet just fine, you can get the news, okay? So there is really no need to actually have a cable TV or to have really any sort of channels that you have to pay for. A necessity, absolutely not. It really isn't. And if you're somebody that wants to get to the point of like these people are retiring in their 30s, well, there you go. Another uh, item that I'm, I'm not I'm not proclaiming any of this is going to be easy to cut, but could you cut it? Yeah, absolutely. And then number seven, impulse purchases. This is a broad category, and I'm picking back up with the article here. I was kind of skimming through it, but. Uh, to read actually what they have to say here, this is a broad category, but it basically includes anything you don't need but are tempted to purchase in the moment, like the pack of gum in front of you at the grocery store checkout line. Trust me, the immediate satisfaction will wear off before you know it. There were so many times when I had to stop myself picking up a 24-pack of toilet paper because it seemed like a good deal at the time, even though we were fully stocked at home. Big purchases are the most dangerous, that Peloton bike, for example, might sound like a smart investment right now, especially when you're trying to convince yourself that you'll use it every day. But if you're gonna pay $19.95 for an exercise bike, and that's not including the $250 delivery fee or the $39 per month subscription to stream the live classes, you'd be better off to give it some serious thought and be willing to put it in a physical work. Otherwise, it'll probably just end up collecting dust in your basement, to which I agree. So impulse purchase, um, I, I've heard it, I don't know where, where it comes from, but you know, sleep on it. Give it a night. A lot of times, it'll be a, everything like, oh yeah, I don't really need that. Yeah, yeah, never mind. So just be very careful of impulse purchases because those can take big chunks out of things all of a sudden. And one of the big impulse purchases is definitely you know the phone, right? You see the phone come out. Oh, whoa, oh man, yep. Clothing at a store, right? You walk by it. I mean, if you're ever bored and you want to just, I don't know, 
kill some time, but actually, you know, learn something. Do some do some research on the psychology and science of grocery stores and how stores are set up. They are rigged to pull every little puppet string in your mind to get you to do impulse purchases. When you go out, it's all by design. They don't just randomly put stuff where they set it. It is definitely there by scientific studies. There is a lot of uh, psychology. There's there's it's a science. That's really the best way to put it. It is a science. So I'm, I'm not gonna call you stupid if you've ever, I mean, we've all made impulse purchases, right? Because we're human beings, right? Our emotions are in check. Our emotions are always being tugged on every day. So you're not stupid, but just be aware of it and uh, just kind of call yourself like, oh yeah, I have a problem with impulse purchases. And at least when you admit the problem, then solving the problem becomes that much easier. So hopefully these this helped you out. Hopefully maybe you can, uh, but oh yeah, uh, that, this, and the other one, I, yeah, I can definitely implement that in my life and you know kind of just get yourself on a on a not necessarily that you have to you know retire in your 30s but like i said penny saved is a penny earned if you can go out there and start to save some money you can start to not necessarily invest but what are you looking to do what are you wanting to do do you have goals do you have you know do you want to start a business all most things it takes money to make money and a great way to get money is to well just start saving it and how do you save it? Or I should say, how do you save it more efficiently? Well, you cut out all these different expenses that really don't need to be there. Other than really the only expectations, eating out, I say yes, every now and then totally fine. Phone, no, phone upgrades is never. Clothing, like an item here or there every now and then fine. Lottery tickets, no. Extended warranties, 99% of the time, no. Cable TV, definitely not needed at all. And impulse purchases, of course, no. So yeah, very black and white of what, you know, should be cut out and what, you know, maybe can be lingering around every now and then. But the problem is things that linger sometimes. Like, well, yeah, eating out's okay every now and then. And then all of a sudden, every now and then becomes once a week. Then it becomes, well, you know, twice twice on the weekends. Then all of a sudden, it's at three times. And then it's it can very easily slip its into way into places that uh, you know you probably don't really want it at but overall i thought this was very helpful hopefully it helped you out there but yeah get out there look yourself in the mirror maybe sit down with your significant other and say you know we have this goal and a great way to get to that goal by having more money would be to maybe not spend as much money so is there any ways we can spend and cut less from these areas so might be worth a try get out there do it start saving some money because yeah a penny saved is a penny earned Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, 
moneywithclay.com, and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works. It truly does, and I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one-year money-back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.